gotta start the podcast. What do you I brought the chessboard in here. Well, no, I'm not gonna put it in your lap. Well, I will. I know. You're an adult. Okay. Now we have to see if this is working. Okay. Now we're recording. <laughs> ah, so we're in no Alamo. This is Sheila. I'm Sheila. Sheila what? Silvis. No. Oh, Sheila. I always forget my name. Sheila, I just want to do bad shit in here. Silvis. And Paige, if I didn't write it down, I'd plead the fifth. Waylon. And it's really funny that you forgot. (laughs) Anyway, so before we start the podcast, we want to thank you for your kindness and patience. And your interest in We Are Not Alamo, we're going to be calling it Wana. Remember, we love you and want you to stay with us. Right, Sheila. Right. Yes. Your life matters. Who else matters? Alexa! Well, we do. Everyone matters. You matter. We believe in you. You should, too. If someone that you love is in need of help... Please, please call the Suicide Prevention Hotline Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. The Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress, as well as prevention and crisis resources. Thank you for being a part of our lives. Right, Sheila? Right. Bum, 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 bum. Q, Y, and Zoom. Head tilt. Like, you know, like those TV shows, like old newscasting shows? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Oops, I ruined Christmas already. What are you talking about? You know, you go on to TV shows or like old news tune-ins. They have that kind of a theme song that you were having. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what I got it from. And the lights get cued, and it's like the guy turns his chair and, like, tilts his head, and they, like, spotlight him. He's like, today. Today in mental health news. Oh, wait, this just did. That doesn't exist yet. Don't talk about it. Don't be about it. Ever. Who knows 2018? So, are you ready to do our poem? Yeah. Should I bring this closer in? I don't know. I feel like you're far away. I am? Yeah. Please don't let the fingernail polish leak onto the air. Oh, we're already doing tip skills, and we haven't even done a full introduction. What do you think it sounds like with the fan on? Oh, it sounds terrible. Okay. So, can you read? Yes. Once upon a time in a mental institution, two young women had a moment of inspiration. During group therapy, one asked the other of a poster, you are not alone. No, you're no Alamo, resolutely responded the other. In a con- con- concocted, concocted sentence, <laughs> perhaps prescription induced. That's I, really funny that you're reading like that. Right now. Yeah. I'm visceral right now. <laughs> a whole organization was created for people like me and you. Welcome to where we are no Alamo. You're not alone. We might, I might switch it up. We might, it just might have to depend on the day kind of thing. Okay. So, welcome to the podcast. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a podcast about mental health and awareness and our organization called WANA. And what Sheila's doing right now is actually called a tip skill, which tip really means like temperature, intense exercise, or like some sort of sensory shock, and then progressive muscle relaxation. So she's... I wish you could see this right now. She's has a turn intense exercise. Wouldn't it be Thai? Tip. Temperature. T. Intense exercise. I. And then P. Performance. Posture. No, it's not performance. (laughs) Ah, It's a ceramic octopus that my sister got me for Christmas one year, and it's just white, and now Sheila's making it better. With all of my fingernail polish. So basically what this does is decrease. I love how I'm like doing this. This is Sheila. She has lived with us in this mental health institution for hmm, four days now. Right now she is working on an octopus. Next crate. What? Ah, like we're animals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. So it helps decrease anxiety because we've been having a lot of anxiety about this podcast. All right. So what are we doing here? What am I doing? What are we doing? We already talked about your tip skill. Okay. Let's talk about how we met. How did we meet? (laughs) Well, your story first. I'll do mine. Hmm. I think... I'll warm up to that later on because it's pretty juicy, so. Okay. (laughs) Something I definitely have to warm up to. Okay, cool. Let's read the mission statement together then. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, WANA is we, W-R, no Alamo. We, W-R, no Alamo? Yeah. No, it's not. It's hashtag W-A-N-A. Yeah, for we are no, no Alamo. Alamo. Yes, but... You know, there'd be times people would be going through, like, wanna wanna. Oh, yeah, that stands for we are no Alamo. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. It was really funny at Magnolia Cafe today. Christian was like, oh, Christian's my sister. She lives in Houston. Middle sister. I'm the oldest of three. Anyway, so she was like, okay, so I've heard about this organization y'all are starting and all this stuff. But I Googled and Googled and Googled and Googled and couldn't find anything on Weird No Alamo or what this weird wanna thing is. Like, what is it? How did you find it? I was like, well, we made it. (laughs) Which is really awesome because we got the domain. We have all of, like, you know what I mean, though. Like, I hate it when people are just all over the place. Like, well, us. that's why I was like, <laughs> I hate it when people are all over the place. Hey, people don't get it, but I love it when I'm like, no, you need to just explain it to me upside down and sideways, please. I need to understand. But then when other people don't get it, I'm like, I don't have time for this. I don't know. But that's why I was like, Guana is W A N A, because. Saving people what? Saving people from having to figure that out later. Yeah, I totally agree. Or, I mean, if it was going to be like a, oh, yeah, moment, we just shared it, so. Yeah, but what I was saying about Christian was she didn't think that Juana was, like, marijuana, which I thought was really interesting because the Seattle part with you guys. Oh, that's what she thought it was. No, she didn't think that. She said, literally, she thought the acronym WANA, we are no Alamo, before she thought marijuana. Did your mom think marijuana? No, she just laughed at Christian. She didn't really have an opinion because she was laughing. She was just really excited. We need to interview her. And one of your siblings. My siblings are so boring. I don't know if they'd be... Are so boring? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that looks really cute. Okay, how long has it been? Okay, so do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? What do we have? What are we doing? 
Um, we're doing the mission statement. That's what we have. That's what we're doing. Okay, when I stop, it's your turn to hop in. <laughs> okay, so we are no Alamo. The mission statement. We are no Alamo. Hashtag Wana. We want you to know that you're not alone. Wana is a grassroots nonprofit organization started in Austin, Texas, and Seattle, Washington. Wana is dedicated to building better lives for millions of people affected by mental illnesses. We're going to be calling these mental illnesses MI from now on. We think it gives a little more respect to people dealing with mental health issues every day because mental illness has a negative connotation about it. We want to start a different kind of positive dialogue here. So mental illness will be addressed as MI. So... WANA advocates for diagnoses, treatment, support, research, and recovery to improve the quality of life to those affected by MI. We Are No Alamo provides mental health advocacy, support, information, and public awareness by developing a more inclusive society for those living with MI, or mental illness. WANA is an inclusive organization for it's we it's not i am no alamo it's we are no you alamo. or you are no alamo it's that we. started kind of <laughs> yeah it used to be you but then we were like yeah yana wana yana wana but yana wana 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 and we we're like yeah i know we don't want to do much but it should be wana we sound really smart right now. Okay, but we are really smart. Wana not only helps individuals, but it's for families because, I mean, MI, when it's impacted by one person, isn't affected and not affecting just that one person either. It's very inclusive diagnosis, um, and it aims to help everyone build a life worth living. Yeah, and to meet that goal, Juan is building a national movement seeking to broaden public awareness about those affected with MI. Like Sheila was saying, just because it affects one person doesn't mean it's just going to stick with that one person. It definitely is going to affect everyone around you. So we want to start um, building this whole community as including because it is going to be essential to the success of this alliance. Um, we're, we're seeking to develop an open dialogue across all ages about MI and unify shared experiences to engage with communities who have otherwise lacked the resources necessary to build a deeper understanding of mental health. Wana is prepared to create an area where MI is Arena. <laughs> You've been reading long, Miss Public Health. Graduate, valedictorian. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, yes. when you write it, it's like, and you know, dude, at least you can explain it. I can just read it. <laughs> I could explain it or read it. One is prepared to create an arena where MI is not seen as a hindrance yeah. nor a sign of fragility. But as an an experience that can lead to a life of progress and resilience, meaning that this isn't something, you know, exactly. It's not long term. Like it is going to be long term and it's not some sort of like you see it if you break a bone and it pierces the skin owie but you can go to the doctor and like stitch that shit up and put a cast on it and itch it with a pencil and then get that shit off in 8 to 12 weeks or whatever you can't just put a band-aid on your brain in 8 to 12 weeks you'll be all better hey you went to therapy that means you're all better right it's like no fuck god fuck no that's not what it means or you have one bad day and they're like I thought you were getting better. (laughs) It's like, oh, what is that again? I know what's better. I just found like a minimum baseline. I feel like that's a major step. (laughs) My therapist isn't doing a great job. Why is my support system not? You get to have bad days and no one judges you, but I have a bad day and it's like your MI's brought up and it's on the table, flesh wound right there. You were happy, turkey. Tur- you were happy, turkey. Second sugar. Uh, you were happy on Thursday, and now it's Saturday, and it's like, well, people be taking real interest in my life. People be taking real and interest. I don't even care that much. <laughs> it sometimes feels that way. Sometimes. You know what I'm noticing right now? What? You're not apologizing for shit. 
sushi yet. No. I cannot I wait. I didn't really have that problem much. I know. That's what I'm saying. I can't wait to, like, interview Parker and stuff. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't know if we said it, but this is an introduction to our podcast called We Are No Alamo. Yeah, this is the opening. I mean, what do you call it? The running... The red carpet. The running? The red carpet. All right, the introduction. So. Introduction. Yeah. Basically, Sheila's the co-host, I'm the host, or I'm the co-host and Sheila's the host, depending on who's manic and who's depressed. (laughs) Yeah. Just depending on the day we make the, uh. Do we want to record at 5.30 in the morning or 2 a.m. or, like, 3 p.m.? In the afternoon where you load me with coffee or in the morning where I wake up out of bed? (laughs) And vacuum the house. And then I'm like, okay, let's do this. If anyone other than Sheila ever knocked on my window at 5.30 in the morning, like, I need the ropes! I would be like, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them before I kill myself. Maybe I'll kill myself first and then I'll kill them. (laughs) No, wait, this is not a murder podcast. This is a... This is not, and with all the shit that goes on, like, in the outside world, people might address it. Address it if you want. This is an encouragement... Um, We're not medical professionals by any means. We don't show enlightenment to show support of, of like, you know, suicide. We show enlightenment to create the area to talk about it. Because suffocating your emotions and feelings is part of... um, And avoidance and isolation. Yeah, avoidance. And so being able to talk about it, having some people to talk about it, come to laugh about it, see it in different perspectives is um, definitely a therapy part of the healing process. And I think there's like this, this bit by Bo Burnham, I think. He says something like, all those things that make me feel sad, but at least they're not happening to me. Well, God, fuck. But let's ask the big question. Like, your mom asked. My mom asked. I think I'm about to burp before you on the podcast. That can't happen. No, I gotta be the first one. No, I really... Sheila, I'm gonna burp. Don't do it. Sheila. Sheila. Yeah! Also, Paige has, like, this weird thing of saying my name often. Loudly like that. Sheila! Yeah. Your mom or your sister did it the other day. Also, I swallowed and the burp went away. Who? No, I swallowed and the burp went away. You're welcome. What was I talking about, though, before? I didn't write it down. I don't know what you said right now. We were talking... God, fuck. We were talking about siblings Mm -hmm. and... Oh, yeah, the, um, like, oh, so you've met all these people in intensive outpatient therapy and in the hospital while you're voluntarily hospitalized for six days, and now you're, that's your support system? Like, what? Don't you think that you'll be, you know, like a bomb about to go off if you're around other people like you all the time? Yeah. Or just, like, I thought you were getting better, so you're getting away from that. Like, my parents and the whole, like, don't hang out with kids that drink, because then you're going to want to be a drinker. Don't hang out with kids that have MI, Sheila, because you're going to continue to have MI, because in their minds they still think it's something I'm going to wake up and be... Cured with. Cured. You have the power now to be happy every day. And find, like, this great baseline and figure out how to love and appreciate life. Oh, my gosh. Every time... (laughs) So, this is my second time in IOP, right? IOP, hospitalization, IOP. And there's this thing called apparent competence. And I feel like you have that with your school. And I definitely have that with my emotions. Like, whenever I can't get a hold of you or, like, all this other stuff, I immediately turn it on and, like, okay, what's the function of my emotions? And, like, really think about that first because 
you are my support system and I am your support system and Parker and Nikki and everyone in our, you know, Wana initial group and Leah and everybody. It's not, oh shit, I'm going to have a fucking panic attack right now. It's no, I have to take care of my friend because they have taken care of me before. Let's look at our dialectical behavioral therapy skills. Like, dear man, and all those things, you know, which we are definitely going to talk about on the podcast. Don't worry. DBT. For the ween. DBT. IOP. DBT. What's DBT? Dialectical behavioral therapy. It's what I'm doing an intensive outpatient. But basically the point is you rally up a bunch of people with MI who have been going through all this crazy shit their whole lives and you haven't been able to talk about it. And it doesn't matter how, what have we talked about, like between 17 year olds and 42 year olds, all the questions are the same. The language is the same. The taxonomy is the same, but you can't talk about like the smell of your own blood after you cut your wrist because you can only talk about that with other people. And then all of a sudden you can laugh about it because it's like going on to a little lonely island and all of a sudden you're not lonely anymore because people speak your language that you never thought that it's like freaking parcel tongue or whatever in Harry Potter, right? But yeah. then Harry Potter goes to a lonely island with... Maybe that's a bad analogy. I, I haven't seen Harry Potter, so... Oh. You get what I'm saying. Well, not about the Harry Potter. No, but the... <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. This is supposed to be people that share, you know, very similar minds. It's very easy to get shut down. It really is. And then once you've been in the system... If you're someone that's, like, ever told a doctor, ever told an oversensitive parent, like, hey, you know, fuck life. Why do people even live it? And they're like, oh, put her in a hospital for, like, six days and strap her down. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Oh, shit. And now you're kind of, like, scared to say anything anymore to anyone because it's, like... I'm not feeling very well today. Uh, what well, does that mean? You're suicidal? And it's like, I, I don't know. Yes, no. Like, I'm so scared. So let's talk about it. how I'm at now then. So I started, like, two years ago, February 2016. I tried to commit suicide by um, uh, basically hoarding a bunch of my sleeping pills and then drinking vodka and taking pills. And it's really interesting it's really interesting, like, researching how to con- kill yourself. <laughs> but I was looking at the statistics. It is. And women are more likely to kill themselves with pills and other stuff. And men are more likely to be dramatic, which is funny for you, Sheila, because you're whatever. So it's been hilarious. Uh, but the women kind of go in a manner that is, like, Maybe, maybe not. And men are more absolute, like, hanging or shooting. There's no coming back. So I did that, and then I was involuntary, and then literally two years later, February 2018, I'm right back in the same boat. But it's different this time, because I came out with a fucking posse out of the hospital and out of IOP, and y'all were so excited, and I love that you're so pissed off at me the morning that I was getting out. I'm like, hey, saw you got in last night. Nikki and I, like, I'm leaving. You probably hate everything right now. Like, enjoy your mush. <laughs> Talk to Nikki. I'll see you soon. And then we go to the dog park, and everyone looks so pretty, and it's so different. I loved it. Yeah. What do you remember about that morning? I remember being, like, really cold. It got really cold in Austin for a bit. Oh, yeah, it was freaking cold. This is the beginning of April. I got out April 6th. You got out? The ninth. The ninth. They kept you an extra 24 hours, right? 
I came in on a Thursday. Okay. Oh, yeah, then they keep you on the weekend. That freaking sucks, dude. Yeah. Interest is the bomb. Hey, at least we know our friend anniversary forever. Yeah, this is another thing with Juana is, like, you don't have to have insurance. So if you had a support group in therapy that you were going to and you, like, are like, I can't afford it anymore, you move to a different area and it's, like, 30 minutes away to travel and you find Juana, you run into someone and they tell you about Juana or you find our podcast, listen to it, love it, you can reach out to us. You can talk um, to us and we aren't you know, taking insurance. We do take donations, though, because we don't expect you to be sorry for anything. No, well... And we'll get into that later. But if you do want to donate and help us out, our Patreon page is patreon.com. No, I'm totally kidding. Yeah, I forgot we had that set up already. I know. Well, Sheila, edit this out. I'm kidding. That was my favorite murder podcast. Also, you should definitely listen to that. Okay, it's patreon.com slash we are no Alamo. That's patreon.com slash we are no Alamo. Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash we are no Alamo. And with that, you want to talk about the accountability jar? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, first, I mean, whenever someone was like, hey, give me five bucks, I'd probably first ask, oh, why? So, um, <laughs> You'd probably? <laughs> probably. I don't know. I guess it depends Maybe on who's asking. on if I was manic or depressed or if I'd had a good day or a bad day. I used to sweat so bad asking my parents for, like, 25 cents that I kind of feel like I want to eventually get... If I ever do have kids, which I don't, um, get to that point where I want to be able to be, like, yeah, to a lot of things. I know all these parents are going to, like, jump my bones. Yeah, you say, you say that till they're asking for everything underneath the stars, you know, and that's like, okay, I get it, parents, but I'm just, for me personally, would like to be one of those parents that... Well, opening up the accountability jar. You want to be one of those parents that what? That's like, yeah, here, you want $5 here. But, so yeah, some random guy was like, hey, $5, that'd be different. I might be like, why, why the fuck do you want my money? So, what we're doing with the money... Um, Wait, we have to explain what it is first. Well, you gave him the Patreon page already. I know, but we have to explain, like, the incentive for the accountability jars. Like oh, okay. guilt and so shame Patreon, and da 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 da, like what you did your homework on. <laughs> yeah, but the the Patreon page when they donate is um. Yeah, but they can donate, donate because they're altruistic. Altruism is a myth, <laughs> but empathy's not. Okay, so accountability jar. Basically, well, I've been in therapy, um, an IOP. Uh, my social worker, she said something really great. Like, turn it into house rules here. Like, as soon as we, <laughs> as soon as we got out of the hospital and started being skillful friends, uh, we all came over to the house and I was like, okay, two house rules, no apologies, or be nice or leave, which is now no apologies and be kind or leave. Uh, basically, if you say you're sorry for something that doesn't fit the facts like you only say sorry if it's operated outside of your own value system like oh I am so sorry that I forgot about you know I needed to pick up your tiger from the zoo (laughs) and I apologize like that's when you apologize about your behavior but also whatever it acts as um like something you're just serious trying to repair the situation like you said um or you're acting like my mom or whatever anyway that's another story but if you apologize for something that's outside of your control like you run into somebody you're like oh i'm sorry was trying to neutralize the language and say, hey, I didn't see you there. 
um, excuse me, so that you keep a little bit of self-respect and a little bit of power. Because sometimes people go, do you know what this is, Sheila? Like, sorry, fishing. Well, I mean, I looked at it, and I mean, I, I think people do it on a subconscious, subconscious, subconscious. Sheila says subconscious. Yeah, English is my only language, but I, <laughs> you probably will ask that. I feel like I would ask that. That would be my yeah, first question. English if I is heard. my only language. Wait, which question? Speak. I would ask me that if I heard me speak. Is English your only language, or is this like a second language? Okay, I can see that. Because, <laughs> I guess, but now we're not even talking about sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can't say I'm sorry because there's, it's trying to teach you, like, how to, A, um, take, like, responsibility and ownership for what you can. So deciding what you can and can't is, like, probably step number one. So knowing what to apologize for. It's like checking the facts, right? Like, is your sorry valid in the situation? Like, I'm sorry that you found a piece of dirt in your nose. Is that going against your values or belief? It would for me. I'd be like, if that was me, that'd be really gross. You're really into this octopus. Oh, yeah. Sheila's still working on the octopus. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be skills. doing something while I'm doing something. While I'm doing something. Uh, okay, anyway, the, the accountability jar. Every time someone apologizes for something silly or outside of their control, like, oh, I'm sorry I'm late, the weather was blah, 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 and instead you neutralize the language like, oh, hey, you know, it was raining outside, we're all here now, let's start the meeting. Let's do that. Every time you apologize... You put 10 cents in the jar. It could be anything you want, as long as it's 10 cents. But as soon as you call yourself out for apologizing, um, or you call someone else out, it's we're turning into kind of a Pavlovian thing. And then what happened, Sheila, that you really, really, really love about accountability jar? Have to get called fucking out. <laughs> You stop saying I'm sorry for things. You just, like... No, you stop everything you're doing. Like, if you apologize right now, and you're doing what you're doing, which is spotting the octopus, you would be like, God, fuck Paige, fuck you. And I'd be like, Sheila, go get the ten cents. So... You're holding me accountable. Yes. That's the whole reason of the accountability jar. Ta-da. Also, it's really easy to turn it into a game. And we've noticed a lot since we've been doing it that men apologize so much less than women. Like, so much less. <laughs> so whenever we have guys over, our accountability jar is empty. And whenever we have girls over, <laughs> like our, am I in a lot of stuff and whatever, the accountability jar is full. What we're doing with the accountability jar is, like, once a week or once a month, we will take out the um, apologies, all the 10 cents, and put it into, I don't know, coin wrappers so that we can actually use them at a bank. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> Do you want to teach everyone a life lesson real quick? Don't go to the bank. <laughs> Ever. Don't go to the bank ever. <laughs> Unless it's already coin wrapped or they won't take it. I mean, like, a lot of people might be like, duh. <laughs> but I didn't know that. <laughs> I just went there with, like, some quarters and was like, all right, and, like, you know, a dollar or two here in quarters. And she's like, if it's not pre-wrapped, I can't accept it. And I'm like, well, it wouldn't even fill up an entire roll. It's like $2 here in quarters. She's like, if it's not rolled, I can't accept it. But if you want, you can stay here and roll it. And I was like, <laughs> can you roll your own instead? <laughs> no, I have to go. I have to go to Starbucks and give them my pennies. They'll accept that. So then I was that person at Starbucks. <laughs> and I was we trying were... to tell everybody, sorry, it's the bank's fault. Really, honestly, I tried to give it to the bank, but the bank was like, no. So I had to walk over here. Starbucks said yes because See, that would be ten cents. My that would be ten cents. 
Yes, but my caramel macchiato. <laughs> my caramel macchiato. My caramel macchiato doesn't judge. My how caramel macchiato is way better. <laughs> oh my god! So, how would you restate that? I'm sorry, the bank wouldn't take it. I have to come over here and be that person, which is. A sorry and also judgment statement against yourself. Totally. I I think I just told her, I was like, thanks for taking this. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, weird that banks don't take it right, is what I was telling her. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I apologized. I can't remember in, in that one. You were there. You, but, yes, you, know, you did. You I called you out, and then you burped. Like, all in the same thing, like, Sheila! Uh. Sorry. <laughs> We're our own terrible thing. Sorry, accountability, judgment, 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 judgment. Yeah, we are, and then you'll find, you know, you end up being your own biggest advocate. Yeah, and biggest punching bag. No. No, I mean... In a good way. Yeah, it's supposed to be acknowledging these so you can make the change. It's not about, like, right. shunning you. Who are you? Your accountability charge bigger than someone else's. Like, it's not a game worst like person. that. Yeah, it's not a game like that. It's like, hey, you gotta For check you. yourself so you can Help better yourself. yourself. Yeah. This is about making a better life. Quality of life, too. So, knowing your triggers, knowing um, how to, you know, get... Or even the word triggers may be triggering because people, like, what are triggers? Oh, yeah, okay, so what is a synonym for triggers? Um, Something that'll set you off, like, into a depressive or an anxiety attack or... A trip. Oh, you just did progressive muscle relaxation. Good for you. I think I would call it a trip, but, like, a trip... Just relax your shoulders and put her hair up. Okay, (laughs) a trip what? I would call it a trip, but a trip makes me think, like, I'm about to drop some, like, acid or E or something. Yeah. Right? But, like, a trip is, like, right before you fall. That's true. Like, in a good way. Yeah. So. Like, oh, my gosh, I just remembered something. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel every time. I'm on the edge. I'm like, oh, why did you come into this room? Oh, I remember. Yay! And holding you accountable is like tripping you. To be like, ha! Making sure you don't fall on your face, bitch! It's like, you know? Your ego saying, you're tripping over your ego and it falling on your face, but like, hey, just letting you know, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> and letting you back up, be like, no, you stay away! And it's like a big adult fall at the end of the day. How's your ankle, by the way? <laughs> Oh, it's pretty. I can't feel it right now because I'm so into this. Okay, I'm gonna give you a little step by step chess match. What's going on? Shayla's in her natural habitat. Bra off. Hair up. No makeup. Hashtag. She literally woke up like this 13 minutes ago. But that is not why we're here. Look at this. She has caught a ceramic octopus. And now she's painting it with what? Fingernail polish. And I feel like I'm leading you on like Barbara Streisand. Nope. Mm -mm. Barbara Walters. (laughs) I don't know either one of those Barbaras, so... It's okay. You know Barbara Streisand or Barbara Walters? Nope. Uh, I guess we should clarify. My birthday is March 21st, 1989. I'm 29 years old. Long proud. Um, Hashtag I I'm a cancer. Not going to disclose my birthday. However, it's coming up. She's 22 as fuck. I'm 22, yeah. It's true. The math would dictate that you'll be 23 soon. <laughs> Some light Instagram snooping. I mean, it's not like people can't figure it out. But I always think if you're the person that's going to go through oh, the also steps let's to figure plug, it out. Since you're plugging, what's your Instagram? Holla at Sheila. 
slip oh, into I her don't know. That's slip into her DMs. That's a very personal. <laughs> <laughs> That's very personal social media. I gotta go. <laughs> that might be, um... But Kylie Jenner's your biggest fan. <laughs> she wants to know how your baby daddy's doing. Actually, I do follow their stuff. It's like, it's kind of hard not to. It's like, you either don't have it and don't follow them, or you have it and you see some of their shit on some stuff. So I don't have it. Yeah. Thanks, Sheila. You said that so condescendingly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I wish Parker was here. Parker. Parker. I guess we should ask her. Oh, my God. Ask her what? To be on here. She's going to be. No, dude. She's totally on here. Uh, she wants to be interviewed. We got a couple more. We've only been talking for 38 minutes. I'm so excited. Yeah, if you have a story you want to share, something you want to reach out, an idea to kind of like, you know of something, some type of change you want to bring about with mental health and awareness. Um, or if you just want to, like, play around. So um, we've started this meetup group every... God, I made it up, and I can't remember. Well, it doesn't Whatever, have to be subject to a time either because, you know, we're probably the worst people with that, right? We're the oh, ones, my gosh. We're the ones that are like... I'm on my way. Holla backyard bar. Uh, well, we're like not actually on our way. Trying to think of an excuse to not go. But oh, then I super love happy Nikki. when we show up. I love Nikki. But like we told them we were gonna be there, so then you end up. We're gonna tell this to story on later podcast. So stay tuned. <laughs> but yeah, we're those people, so we won't give it a time right now. How's that? That sounds good. But we do have. Um, what were you talking about with the time? What time is it? No, I totally always forgot. <laughs> no, I mean, like... You can do it, remember. I did it earlier. You can do it. Do what? You can remember. Think about it. Remember what? Oh, gosh. Sheila. Isn't that like pretty? Sheila! Oh, my God. <laughs> this octopus looks great, you guys. I might, like, post it. My Instagram. <sighs> Looks fabulous, delish. Oh, yeah. Our Instagram handle is Alamo. <laughs> you can find it anywhere IG is. I mean, we don't have much to post right as of now, so give us a break. Except for the picture. <laughs> had a bad day. I love that. Give me a break, man. Give me a break. Please. And not just off your Kit Kat bar. Nah, dude. Like, in life, please. I would really like Solid it Solid 20. Paid. Would you swipe right on yourself right now, Sheila? No. God, fuck, yeah. I <laughs> I just looked at myself. One-upped it hard. And please... <laughs> Shit, man. You explain what's going on right now. Okay, so I made this podcast room. By the way, please don't check. Oh, God. She just, like, made all these dots on the ceramic octopus. I'm just going to take a picture, y'all. Just, like, creep on the Instagram. Whoops. <laughs> Smile. Open your eyes more. Now, like, look like yourself. This is myself. No, that's yourself. <laughs> this is myself. I don't know how much more self I could be. No, this is yourself. Look at that face. That is yourself. Yeah, but it's blurry. Do you have, like... This one's cuter, though. This one's cute. Don't worry, we'll edit this out. No, we won't. Hmm. Holla at Instagram! Okay. Not mine, though. No, we're not talking about you anymore. <laughs> good. Okay, well, so it sometimes feels good, so if you want to be me, the seat's up for grabs. Yeah. But it's a hot seat. <laughs> it's a hot seat. Literally. Then I wanna, then I wanna, come on down. All right. 
Okay, so what are you diagnosed with? Major depression. And I am bipolar type 1, PTSD, generalized anxiety, major depressive disorder. But apparently the generalized anxiety and the major depressive is part of bipolar apparently now. But I don't know. Whatever. So how have they impacted your life? Like when did you get diagnosed and... When did it start becoming like, whoa, I'm different? Um, I graduated college, or I was about to graduate college. So this was like mm, April, May of 2016. And, um, I mean, like, I had experienced, like, growing up, I had did some self-mutilation Um, like cutting in high school Um, I'm not really sure it wasn't really a form of suicide it was like a form of pain relief Um, or like something you can have control over right that's what I did when I first started self-harming for real so I didn't really feel like suicidal back then and then um, I took all these like classes about like depression and all this and my decrees in public health um, and I'm like, you know, those people are just weak, you know, they need to exercise more. They need to like read more. Like they just need to eat a better diet. That's what's wrong with most people. You like, have everything stuff. that you need. Yeah, I had everything. I was good. And then I just couldn't like get out of bed one day. It was pretty bad. And like the stresses of life were like all of a sudden extremely, extremely heavy. And, um... I didn't get out of bed for a while. And, yeah, I kept telling myself, like, get up and, um, you know, get to work. Do you love it when other people tell you to get up? Get up! Well, I mean, I usually was a person that just, like, got up and, like, handled my life. And so people, honestly, I think my boyfriend at the time was just like, what's going on? My parents, um, I mean, I've always kind of been a little moody. And I was extra, extra moody. The willful child. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, I had, like, this really bad day. A lot of stressors hit me, and I went home and was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And um, I had, like, bad news after bad news, and I started seeing, like, pink and red and had an attempt. And then I went from there to see someone... um, and, like, I had to be, like, drug out of bed and to get there. It, it wasn't pretty. And when I got there, they were like, yeah, you have major depression, um, major clinical depression or something like that. And then... Something. They pick. I started on some medication, but then I, like, moved and switched jobs and, um got off the medication really fast. I mean, my life wasn't, like, stable enough for meds, which, surprise, surprise. Isn't that crazy, though? When you're going through your shit, your life's not stable. Like, duh, <laughs> you... That's why my mom's so obvious. scared of, like, don't get on antidepressants because you'll kill yourself. It's like, no, you only go trying to seek help whenever you're in the deepest, darkest hole of your darkest life. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, these drugs aren't working because I've been on them for four days. <laughs> Yeah. <gasps> Which is not true, by the way. We're making fun of this because we've been on the prescription train, prescription train for a long ass time. Yeah. Well, it's not like we're discarding that they're beneficial because that's not, I mean, as we are not over here saying we're not doctors. We don't know. And like, oh, but no, we, we are saying we are not doctors. <laughs> and, but we do know. We can hear, like, everybody else, the TV and the radio ads, like, taking this prescription, you may also have kidney failure, liver failure, or die, and you have the possibility of death. Like, if this thing kills me before I kill myself, I'm going to be real pissed. I'm going to be real upset. I'm going to be real pissed. You put me, my back is against the wall, you're like, you have to Have you seen my DNR in my chest? Like, 
Stop you, opening me up, motherfuckers. You have to live and take these pills that risk killing yourself. Okay. And then I love the ones that are like, don't smoke weed because it's killing your lungs. Okay. Well, let's not like, <laughs> let's ignore the liver and kidney. Huh? Exactly. Like, hey, Alexa, what does weed mean? I can't tell you. I grew up in Seattle. I, uh, this is legal. I know them. It is. I have a certification. Mm-hmm. Ah, God, fuck you, Alexa. Broom. Silence. No, she like cuts off before you can yell at her. It's like they programmed her that like that. You're supposed to be nice like, AI. <laughs> Dude, when I'm super depressed, I'll just talk to Alexa. I'll be like, Alexa, tell me a joke. Dude, I feel like people um when I was working for blank big company um they had us on the phone so they would be like make sure you try to get away from those callers that are just old people calling in wanting to talk to you and i'd be like that doesn't happen but then like i would sit there i'd sit there and i really would i'd get phone calls of like old people that would be like yeah i know my order got here i just how are you? What's the weather like over there? And you're just like, oh my god, this person just wants to talk. Like, they're just so lonely that they called in customer service. But that, isn't that, like, a great metaphor analogy for us, though? Like, I just wanted to say hi because maybe maybe we can speak in other segment. Don't hang up on me. Don't hang up on me. I mean, yeah, we speak each other's language and we're here to be, like... Um, I'm someone that you've seen me. It's almost like, okay, Paige has this drunk initiation, roommate initiation. So that way when you can see each other throwing up, you can kind of like the next day be like, hey, homie, pay your bill or pay your half or you need to pick up. Also, that's not true. This is just an example. What? (laughs) No, you can. Just keep going. You can be like, um... You know, I've seen you at some, like, more of your vulnerable times, so we're closer. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah. So, we're kind of like that, where we might be able to have walked you through a panic attack or two, so now I'm like, yeah, I don't have a problem with you rubbing chamomile on my ass cheeks, since you've also rubbed ice on my body as I had a panic attack through a tip skill, that kind of... Um, Which will also be talked about in the next episode. But I'm just going to correct you real quick. It's calamine, not chamomile. Chamomile is a tea. Yeah, chamomile is my favorite tea. <laughs> but you don't put chamomile, chamomile on hives. Well, you should because it's calming. Oh, Probably gosh. put my hives to sleep. Benadryl put me to sleep for three freaking days. Visteril. Granddaddy been a drill. You know, and then, like, I'm going to see my psych right now, which I don't mind sharing this. And I'm, like, going through this phase where I'm... Wait, why don't you mind sharing it? I don't know. I haven't haven't said much about, like, how we met, because that story is, like, just, I would rather... A whole other episode? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, that's why I'm, like, I don't mind sharing that I'm going... Because someone might be in this very similar boat right now. Oh, hell yeah. That I'm going, like, to a psychiatrist that thinks I have this, like, diagnosis that I don't agree with. But I'm, like, on my meds, so I need to keep seeing her. I need to keep going to a doctor so I can continue to have my prescription. But I don't. She keeps racking up my prescriptions. Like, every time I go in there, she's like, here, take this. Oh, well, that makes you sleepy here. Well, I'm going to cut the dose in half, and then we're going to try this. So that way this is, like, an upper, and it'll get you going. And I'm just, like, over here, like, oh, my gosh, lady, I'm trying not to be on meds. Like, I have one diagnosis, and you have me on, like, pills for so many other things. And I don't want to go back to her now. And, like, I have, um, I didn't schedule an appointment. I lied to the lady on my way out and was like, yeah, I'm going to call in because I didn't bring my scheduling book with me. So I'm really not sure for my new job that's starting what's going to be available for me. Um, which it's not entirely a lie. I, I don't really know the schedule. So, um, 
yeah, I haven't made an appointment with her, and I'm looking at my Lexapro, like, thinking, I wonder if I can take, you know, these pills, can I cut them in half, and how do I, I'm over here researching, like, what happens if you go cold turkey off of, you know, meds, or can I hurry up and go see someone else? If I call right now and switch with someone, if I'm already in the system, does that mean I have to wait another, like, three weeks to see a psychiatrist, even though it's brand new, but I'm in the system? Uh-huh. Like, I need to answer these kind of questions. I don't know who to ask, so, like, I'm asking them now. I can ask Paige. Like, we can find answers to that. You might be someone that's asking the same question. Exactly, and that you don't even know. It's a question that you can even ask. Yeah, like, how do I see someone? Or who do you guys see? I mean, like, in private, I feel much more comfortable talking about a lot more things than I do yet in public, um, on the public broadcasting like you know, you're acting like there are millions of people listening which i really love and is also hilarious well i mean gotta start somewhere the platform for not judging oh my gosh yes the we comes with i'm not gonna assume that this doesn't all of a sudden be everywhere or be a platform for people to talk on so the large thinking comes from the or the large talks comes from the we. They're thinking that this might branch out and be how people come together and talk about it. Because I mean, maybe my own parents might tune in, so they figure out. I mean, my mom watches stuff on YouTube now that I've asked her, um, and she's trying a little bit more to figure out. Oh my gosh! And that's such a big thing too, since we've since we've gotten together. <laughs> We've actually, like, built, like, we've tried really hard to build stronger relationships with our families and, like, mend things where we wouldn't have. I mean, I'm talking about myself and my mom and everything, but what about you? Yeah, same. I think um, mental health and um, has a lot of stress on family relationships. Um, everyone, I think, or that's just a general statement, but I thought there's a lot of stress that is tied with relationships, very close ones, and am I. And mine with my mom was rough, too. And my family and siblings. That's real. Oh, yeah. Which sibling are you closest to? I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk about that. Um, it's like a favorite child. Yeah, it's like the middle one probably because I understand her the most, like the way that she lives life. Wait, I can. can you explain real quick since so we can start talking about people? <laughs> oh, um, so that if they don't want to be talked about, we can just delete or beep out their name. Oh, okay. So, Serena, your middle sister. Okay. Um, lives in San Francisco, and she's living her best life, is what she would probably encourage me to say, and she's very mindful every day, and so, like, to her, that is how, like, she's mainstreamed. I can't. Like, I I have a different kind it's of personality. No, it's not a judgment. It's acknowledgement. Oh, all right. I feel like... Oh, yeah, going on with our guilt and shame lesson later on. If you do feel like you're apologizing for something legit. and Yeah, this is a good point. And you don't feel like you need to put into the accountability jar. Being able to hold your head high and be like, I'm sincere about this apology. These are my values. Yeah, this is my value. Like, I really do want to apologize for that because it really affects me in this way or goes against this in my mind or to me. And that way, it's the more you can justify and stand and confirm who you are, it's a lot the baseline. It builds a lot of more self-worth. The quality of life will improve for you. But also your thought process in general. Like, it makes you think, right? It's really easy just to be like, I'm three. And, well, the goal of one is to improve your quality of life, and I think it will definitely improve your quality of life if you start thinking about what it is you, A, want life to be and who to look like and sound like and which is your very own self right and project your best self 
I mean, but I mean, you got to take yourself at your worst self too, Marilyn. <laughs> you know, she never really said that. Well, I believe it. This picture looks like you're holding a cupcake. Like, seriously, look. Marilyn Monroe wasn't that. Y'all gotta sweet. check out the Instagram to see the cupcake octopus. <laughs> Tip skills on fleek, dude. Ah, oh, I love it. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Please go donate to our Patreon page. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash we are no Alamo. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash W-E-A-R-E-N-O-A-L-A-N-O. Or what would be cooler, reach out. Which would be how? Facebook. Um, wanna type it in. Um, I actually don't know. I mean, Instagram. Instagram. We are no Alamo. We underscore R underscore no underscore Alamo. Really excited for this podcast. Listen to it. Listen to it. Donate to our Patreon. Participate. Talk about it. And remember, we love you. You're not alone. And we want you to stay with us. If you or someone you love is in need of help, please, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. The Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress, as well as prevention and crisis resources. Thank you for being part of WANA and our lives. Yeah, we love you. We care. We love you. We care.